All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your boy, the Lost African, the Afro boy. Uh, as you guys know, I am for the betterment of all black people, all Afro people across the world. Uh, shout out to everyone who listens to me uh, through my podcast um, on Apple Podcasts. I've actually grown pretty well, like almost uh, 30% of my audience uh, listens to me through uh, Apple Podcasts. So that's really dope. Um, shout out to Crossing New uh, Terrains. So I always like to shout out whenever we cross over to uh, new countries. So we just entered into Ghana, uh, which has become the focal point uh, for the new shape of the diaspora. So they've been like the the big brother um, to welcoming, especially the African-Americans back to the motherland and even, you know, uh, our uh, cousins or uh, uh, other brothers in, in the Caribbean. Uh, so shout out to everybody listening to me. So today we're going to talk about um, what I like to call Afroeconomics. We're going to talk about stimulus checks. We're going to talk about uh, the stimulus package. We are going to mention some things that uh, affect the world's economy. And when I say the world's economy, I mean, I don't forget about uh, the fact that there are other countries like Africa, like uh, the UK, you know, the other parts of the world who are dealing with the, the virus and their economy in their own ways. Uh, they struggle too. Um, one of the things that I see a lot on pretty much the vaccine and and how we're dealing with uh, the pandemic is uh, they're trying to make sure everyone else has enough medicine, has enough of the vaccine shots. There is a new one that is coming out. Um, like I said, whenever I talk about anything, um, it's strictly my opinion. Uh, please don't take everything that I say for fact. Please do your own fact checking. But I do do research and I form my opinion around this. So, uh, like I said, they they have a, another one coming out. I believe it's from Johnson and Johnson. Uh, they've developed their own version of the vaccine shot. Uh, you know, please be aware. Uh, please, uh, you know, wish your families well. You know, if they do have anything like that, but. On to the stimulus checks. And I know that's what everybody really wants to talk about. They're like, bro, when are you going to talk about the stimulus checks? Like, come on, come on. Um, so the stimulus checks, what they're estimating is what everybody thought they were talking about. No, we're not going to get that $2,000. They're saying it's going to be $1,400. Um, they're standing on that number. Now, the requirements and your eligibility for that number, or at least how families and single individuals will get it, is like this. So if you have an income that is below or annual income off of your taxes, so they're going to refer to uh, how you file taxes either this year or the year prior to. So a single family household is 75000 or lower. Uh, if you're married, it is 150000 or lower. Um, if you have dependents, now this, this is big. If you have dependents, they say, they say that you will get an additional uh, 1400 on top of your 1400 So, you know, if you got, uh, I believe what they're classifying as a dependent is anyone who is 17 and under um, in regards to this. So, yeah. So, you know, if you have, if it's just you and your kid, that's $3,000. If it's you and your two kids, that's 4500 
you know, just to give you a couple numbers. Now, what I want people to be aware about, because when I talk about financial literacy, uh, I always like to remind, especially my people, because, you know, I feel like my people don't study this enough and we don't we don't learn how to leverage this money. So be aware how this affects money in real life in a literal sense. And if you do invest like me, so everything I talk about, I actually do. Um, so I invest in the stock market. And the reason I bring this up, because in some way, shape or form, this all ties to the economy. Now, how the stimulus check ties to the stock market in this instance is what we call inflation. So that means that by the government printing out so much money, you devalue what your country use as an asset. So in regards to the U.S., we use the U.S. dollar. That is literally a it's, it's a promissory note saying that the, the piece of paper that I'm handing you is equivalent to the value of $10. And that is acceptable in our economy. Um, the reason that that is a problem is because you print out so much money and you don't have the assets that is equivalent to the money that you're printing out. So then that devalues the money. Uh, now, on the alternate hand, the way that that um, can turn around to be beneficial is this cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency has become a really big fad. Uh, it's part of the foreign exchange, I believe. Now, what will probably end up happening, this is just my opinion, uh, alternate people will look to alternate ways of creating capital, creating currency, creating an alternate way to spend money. Now, the way you see that is PayPal. You can go on your PayPal app now and you can buy crypto. You can buy fractional shares or fractional portions of Bitcoin and you can buy uh, Ethereum is another one. But that's the negative aspect of inflation. Now we have to look towards an alternate version of valuating our assets. So that is a possibility, and that is to say, like, I can buy a house with uh, crypto in the future. I can buy a house with, with Bitcoin in the future. Uh, a lot of the stimulus package will be leaned towards reopening. That is also another way you can get into the stock market. So when I talk about reopening, what that means is what they call consumer uh, discretionaries, consumer discretionaries. And with that, that's your everyday uses. That's if you invest in Walmart. That's if you invest in um, clothing lines. You know, you invest in uh, transportation. You know, that, that's similar to industrial and consumerism. But you invest in the economy that people are going to spend money, the stuff that people spend money on. Um, schools. So they're looking towards putting some of the stimulus package, which goes out to about $1.9 trillion. That's the whole value, including your checks. Everybody who's waiting on their checks. Um, it's going towards broadband funding. Now, the way that that is looked at is internet service. Um, the fact that they're still trying to get a handle on the pandemic. So they're 
looking at it from the space of how are we going to keep our kids educated? That's really what the broadband thing is for. Now, if you own stocks like Verizon, like T-Mobile, like AT&T, you're going to make money on the fact that these services are being funded, Comcast or Xfinity as we know it. Um, so if you take some notes, you could probably make some money. But uh, that's what they're looking for is as far as reopening when it comes to education, when it comes to school. Uh, Salesforce, anyone who is intertwined with the technology, the fact that uh, Google, Google Chrome, um, Microsoft, you know, any technology that you never thought about that we use to educate our kids to this day. Um, the only thing that I don't really like or concerned about, because I see this even in my family to this day, is that I feel that this, the ki I feel that the kids need to go back to school. I feel that there are kids out here who just can't learn um, online. They can't learn through a computer. They need that presence of a teacher. They need that. I'm sitting right here. You need to do your, you know, do your work or complete your classwork. You know, they just need that traditional presence. So I am concerned when it comes to that aspect. Even though they are trying to make sure that kids are still getting educated. And they're sending money for that. It's still concerned about how they learn. Um, now, one of the biggest things that was talked about in the stimulus package that they're going over that they may be voting on today is raising the federal minimum wage. Always make sure I clear that up for you guys. This is the federal minimum wage. Of course, you guys know that every time that something is done federally, that does not always... Uh, transition over to your state, you know, that's like your mama telling you one thing and your daddy telling you another, you know, you never know depending on who running the house on what day uh, it's going to get passed. So they're debating over raising the federal minimum wage to $15. Now I've seen this happen before. A uh, short story is that I remember the first time uh, everybody was talking about the wage went up. That was way, I mean, like five, 10 years ago. I was probably like 20, uh, 18 at the time, maybe between 18 and 20. And people were coming around and they were like, man, Joe, the, the minimum wage about to go up to $10. I'm talking about people had smiles on their face and everything. And at the time, I was already making that. So if I'm still having my struggles in everyday life and I'm making what you're rejoicing about making, I'm like, well, that's not really going to change anything. Um, but they basically are trying to say, well, we have, we should do this because it's livable. Um, now, for us entrepreneurs, we don't like livable. No entrepreneur likes something that is livable. But we like things that we can control. We like to constantly make income and we like to have money and assets put aside for those rainy days, those storms. Um, but when it comes down to it, no, I don't really like the sound of, oh, we're trying to make things livable for you. We're trying to make things bearable for you. You know, that's the... That's the same way, like if the doctor is coming to you and, and you say, no, I want you to, to try your best 
to try the advances that you have to save save my family member. I don't want you to make me make them comfortable. I want you to try. You know that that's how I kind of look at that. Um, but they 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 have talks, so we'll see if that actually happens. Like I said, uh, fifteen dollars is better than nothing. So I won't shame that as if you know it's not a positive thing. It is. You know there are people who need that that uh, minimum wage wait until they create their own source of income and in regards to that when i talk about that i want to bring up um what we like to call in america uh reparations especially the black folks uh us african or afro-americans which is the term i preferably use um for me what i want to say since i haven't talked did my afroeconomics in a while we can create our own reparations. I had a homie, because I told him I was going to talk about this in depth. I had a friend who created a GoFundMe, an example to push the idea. The idea has already been or came into fruition. It has already been a, a real thing. So when when I talk to some older Black folks and they'll be like, um, the government ain't gonna never give us uh, reparations. I'm saying, you know what I say in return? They don't have to. They don't have to. If you think about it, because this is how my brain works, especially now, um, they're about to send out money, right? If you calculate basic, small scale, calculate your neighborhood, Google um wherever you stay, whether it's Chatham, I'm referencing Chicago, whether it's Chatham, uh, Inglewood, uh, Back of the Yards, Roseland, you know, just Google, okay, how many people stay in Inglewood, right? Then you times that the number of how many residents stay in Inglewood by the average of income. And as long as this follows the, the guidelines for the stimulus check, you got the number. So say your neighborhood comes up to uh, a quarter of a million dollars. Your neighborhood has a quarter of a million dollars. You telling me y'all can't fix no roads? You telling me um, y'all can't keep food in the food pantries? You telling me y'all can't restore a, a school? You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I mean when I say uh, reparations as... As a, as a thing can be a real entity. It can be a real thing. We don't have to wait um, on the government. Now, do I, <laughs> am I saying that the government doesn't owe us anything? What? They owe us everything, you know. Um, for those who listen to me who aren't black, when I say that uh, black culture is, is the foundation of America, uh, it is. It really is. So in the terms of reparations, yes. I do feel that we are owed something. Now, when I say reparations, people think that I'm always talking about money. I am talking about a structure that creates economical growth and the issue that all people who, who struggle in low-income areas when we talk about the wealth gap. So that's what reparations is really about. It's tearing down the structure that did not uh, give us wealth that we were old when we first were taken from the motherland, along with our Caribbean brothers and sisters, because slavery happened all over the world, um, that we should be repaid for the mistreatment, even the current mistreatment. You have mass incarceration. That is a, a really real, a real thing. Um, 
you know. Oh, and even to the guards of the economy now, there's massive, there's unemployment. Unemployment has not changed. I remember when I first started uh, my Afroeconomic segment, um, I said this with a heavy heart. I was like, a lot of the jobs that you saw in the past, especially last year, may not be around because the world has to keep up with where we're moving. And progression ends up leaving a lot of traditional things behind. That's not always uh, a positive thing, you know. Uh, people who uh, were, were going out to do their job, the whole stay at home or, or remote working that they're calling it, it is a real thing that I don't know. Everybody has a laptop, you know, so the whole unemployment is, is a real thing. Maybe, maybe my skills, I can't be uh, utilized on a computer. Maybe I uh, went to trade school to be uh, a welder, a, a, a carpenter, you know, those are my skills are built with, with my hands. So, you know, this whole unemployment thing is very serious. The uh, eviction thing is very serious. Now, they have extended that. Uh, they extended the unemployment benefit uh, up until August. So they, they've struggled between making it uh, three to 400. Like I said, it won't be, it won't be 600. They dialed that back. So it'll be anywhere between um, three to $400. Um, the two biggest things or the other two biggest things when it comes to, um, when it comes to the effect of like how you get your, your tax return. So they have a, a increase in the income tax credit that you get. Um, they made the minimum of 18. So like you file your taxes, say you're 18, you got your first W-2, this may be your first job. Um, they've increased the income tax credit or the the, the deductible basically, or not deductible, the, um, the benefit, let's just call it that. The benefit to fifteen hundred, they have a, a child tax credit, which is up to three thousand um, dollars. Anyone seventeen years or under, they have a uh, thirty six hundred per child, as far as I believe when you claim them, uh, up to the age of sixty six. I'm not really understanding why they did that. Uh, now here's the kicker: the, this listen, this this is very important. You can either get these payments in a lump sum on your tax return or you can get these payments on a monthly basis so on your tax refund when you take advantage of these tax credits the new uh minimum and maximum for the income tax the new minimum and maximum for the um child credit tax you can either get a lump sum on your refund at one time or a monthly payment spread out. Um, strictly my opinion, it depends on your mindset. So if you're the person who says, I, I want this done, I want this benefit and the whole tax refund in one lump sum, right? If you can turn 3000 into 30, if you have a idea more formally legitly idea 
uh, to turn that three thousand dollar refund into thirty thousand dollars, then yeah. <clears throat> but if you're a person who works better on a budget and who may need that to supplement as alternative income, then it's best for you to probably take that on a monthly basis. That probably will really work for you. Um, you really need to assess, as I always say, especially for my community, assess how you spend money. Assess how you leverage money. That is that is a real thing. But that is, that is the basis of what they have so far. Like I said, they you will have another one or you will have the other date because they're voting on it today, whether it passes now. On how this works in the Congress for people who don't understand or may not, not have an idea of what's going on, yes, people are always saying, well, you know, Democrats uh, hold the leverage as far as leverage and power. We should be able to just get this right through. They are going through a process that is called reconciliation. So with that being said, that means that the entire Democratic Party that may be in power has to agree. So these are separate people who all have different ways of looking at the life, different ways of looking at the economy. They all have to agree saying that, okay, hey, look, I'll give you that. You got to give me this. I'll give you that. You got to give me this. We good? We good? The entire party has to do that. And then it has to follow the guidelines of making sure that this is for a budget. This actually goes through the economy. This is actually for um, financial purposes, because if it does not match those outlines, it cannot go. And then here is the another thing. You needed to follow these guidelines because if it doesn't, it has to go back to the traditional way that they vote to pass the laws and legislations in the country of America at this point. So it isn't as smooth as people think. There, there are people uh, in both sides of the party. So like to me, when you use the term progressive, they like to use the term progressive a lot. That's a new term that they like to uh, used for some Democrats who don't think like everybody else, which to me, when you say, oh, he's a progressive, that sounds just like you calling a Republican uh, super conservative. You know, he's just more about getting to the point. In my eyes, I'm a independent. I don't, you know, uh, support either party. I am for the interest and best of the common people, all common people, um, because I come from the common background. I'm uh, I come from low and poverty uh, income areas, all that in between, you know. So I'm for the common person. But I wanted people to understand that it's not as easy as people think. The Democrats ain't just out here. They can do what they want. They have the power to, to make this happen. But that's like telling, uh, that's like trying to get your classmates to agree on everybody eating one particular pizza. Like, just to make it real simple, that's like if you walked into the classroom and was like, hey, we only got two choices. Y'all either want sausage or pepperoni, right? It's some people in there that don't like pepperoni. It's some people in there 
they don't like sausage. But the only way that we're going to get this pizza party cracking is we got to pick between sausage and pepperoni. So somebody got to give up something. Either the person got to give up, man, hey, I'm just going to take the sausage off because I don't like sausage and end up just having the cheese pizza or vice versa. Take the pepperoni off and just end up uh, having a cheese pizza. But at least we get the pizza party gone and cracking and done. Oh, it's just not going to happen. Because we can't settle on the common good or the common benefit, which is what? Stimulating the economy. Now, do I think, now here's one thing I do want to say before I go. Um, The, to me, I really wish that uh, even though the rest of the world uh, does look towards America, I wish America would look towards the rest of the world. Uh, you know how like Canada, when the pandemic first came out, um, they were uh, stimulating their economy. Uh, they were talked about a lot with the $2,000 a month, uh, making sure that the frontline workers that they had were out. You know, people wasn't worried about um, getting evicted. You know, like it, it seemed pretty stable. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have any future effects taking that route. I'm just saying. If you're going to create a system that is supposed to be stand for the for the uh, good of the people, like the Constitution says, and you know, even though the Constitution still has the Thirteenth Amendment in there, it should do that, you know. But to each his own. Like I said, baby steps. Uh, America is like probably the baby of the the world as far as world history. But that is my piece on Afroeconomics to highlight this. Before I go, um, they're they're talking about minimum wage. So minimum wage may go up to $15 an hour. Uh, unemployment is still at a high. Uh, the requirements for your stimulus check, like I said, the summary, requirements for your stimulus check, if you have an annual income of $75K or $75,000 or below individual, you are eligible for a stimulus check up to 1400 That's the number that they're selling on. If you are married, it is $150,000. Um, if you have dependents, that is an additional uh, 1400 on top of you as an individual. So let's make simple math. You got a kid, that's 3000 You got two kids, that's $4,500 um, that they're going to give to you. Please try to be responsible with this money, especially my people. Please do not go and just go grab you some ball mains. Please don't go. It just, I'm finna go grab me a Dior. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you were struggling or if you wasn't really maintaining before this situation or before you get the check, do something with the money. Be responsible with the money, you know. Invest the money. Start a business. Start your LLC. Use use this advantage. Just look at it as a gift. Like look at this as a gift, and and try to try to make your life better. You know, don't just uh maintain for the moment. But uh, that's my show for today. Uh, thank you everybody who listens. I am your boy, the Lost African Afro boy. I am for the betterment of. All black people, all Afro people, you know, I'm, I support the diaspora. But you don't have to be black to be on my show, listen to my show, uh, be a part of my show. 
You know, you can be anyone and everyone, and we can just rock. So I'll holler at y'all later, though.